You're listening to The Poncho Section, conversations about all things media and Mel Brooks. It's a podcast. And here's your hosts, Michael Canfer and Ethan Feldstein. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to The Poncho Section. Today's topic, actor, comedian, writer, producer, artist award winner, and pseudo-rubber-like being, Jim Carrey. Ethan and I are going to talk about some of his best movies and basically our, our early childhood because he was he blew up in the 90s. Yeah, he comprised a lot of it. And yeah. I think for a lot of people, though, they go back to In Living Color, which I have to admit yeah. um, I haven't seen too much of because I think it was, like, it was a little bit before our time. I've gone back mm-hmm. and seen like little clips here and there yeah um definitely but and he's very funny on it um, yeah no absolutely but there, the, the, there's a reason he like went off to like be so successful yeah and and the so the reason why i decided like i had brought up doing a jim carrey episode because if you guys have seen which i'm sure a lot of you have um this season on, on snl jim carrey's been portraying joe biden i don't know if you've seen any of it that's what I've heard. I have mm-hmm. not watched SNL in a very, very long time. Yeah, I understand. And I get that. And um, so the thing, the thing that's annoying about him playing Biden, there's a few things first. The fact that there's many cast members who, could, who they could give a chance to play this mm-hmm. part. Jim Carrey doesn't need to do this. Right? Sure, okay. Mm-hmm. This is... Um, this is sort of just a ratings grab because that people are going to tune in to watch him. So the last episode they did, they had, uh, and like his, I, I don't, I don't really like his Biden because I've, I've said it's just too Jim Carrey. E like, it's, mm. it's like just Jim Carrey doing Jim Carrey. That makes sense. Sure. And at the end, so at the end of the last episode, the end of they he does the cold opens every time, the very beginning of the show. Mm, okay. Um, it's about the election, and how, and by how Biden won the election, and he says, uh, he and he does his line from Ace Ventura. He does Luhu Zahur, you know. Oh, okay. Whole thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the crowd loves it, but I'm like, but. Joe Biden doesn't. That's just Jim Carrey. Like right. that's, that's not, a weird. Yeah, like that's not. That's a. That's a Ace Ventura line. So he's he's Ace Ventura. Joe Biden. Right. It doesn't that's weirdly. It's like metagon wrong. Yes. Yes. It's it's frustrating, and it because it's not creative. You're just you're recycling right. your old line mm-hmm. for this. Um. So anyway, that got me thinking. Just like. I really like Jim Carrey 90s. I really like 90s yeah. Jim Carrey. And somewhere Absolutely. along the line, he just sort of lost me. And do you, do you have like a specific point in time that you could think of when, when that um, happened? So I don't know if I can pinpoint it because there's, mm-hmm. so there's things I like that he's done that are, and I haven't seen everything. There's too much out there to, right. to see yeah, everything. Same. But, I don't know if there's an exact moment. I could tell you the last few years, I don't know what the fuck is going on. Now he just like <laughs> yeah. paints. And yeah, he's like a, a weird painter now. Yeah. 
And he's done some serious roles that I've liked. Mm-hmm. I liked, I loved Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. It's been a long time so since I watched I've seen that. It. I watched that for the first time today. Yeah. What'd you think? I've. So it's funny because like I've seen like one or two scenes like on TV just like over the years. I mean, it came out in two thousand four, mm-hmm. so I must I would have had to have seen it at some point, like some parts of it. Um, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I, I it was very cool. I mean, one there's so many people in this movie that it's like a ton of people. I didn't even realize it was yeah. very cool seeing all these all these people. I mean, uh, Mark Ruffalo, Kirsten Dunst, um, David Cross, mm-hmm. a bunch of other people that Elijah are Wood. Oh, uh, Elijah Wood. Yep. Yeah. Um, Kate so Winslet, that was, of course. Kate, of course, yeah. Kate Winslet. Um, I really liked the editing. Yeah. style of the movie. I thought that was really cool and um don't believe that was his first I think his first um like dramatic role I guess could be Man on the Moon. Um I would go even before oh, that and say Truman the, Show. I was about to say I was like although would you consider Truman Show cuz like that's kind of like also blending sort of like comedy but also drama as well. It's like, called it a, kind a, of like a dramedy. It's kind of dark it was a little like not necessarily a dark comedy but like it had some darker themes sure yeah i mean sure. there's some there's some funny moments in that movie though yeah. um but like yeah maybe dramedy but um so yeah I, I thought it was very i really enjoyed it yeah so the so it's hard to pinpoint the decline i think one could make the argument that it was after eternal sunshine that the he started to decline hmm. because before that so I mean, of uh, it's hard to say what my favorites of his are. Probably Dumb and Dumber, just because that's such a classic. Yeah. And that's, I've seen it a hundred times, and it's always fun. But that's also, that's a very split movie. Like, he's not the, he is, he's a co-star. He's for sure a co-star, because Jeff Daniels sure. also is great in that. And yeah. more surprising. So, yeah, which is, that, that's, that is true, true. But I, so I rewatched that one today. Mm-hmm. Um, and I found like, not that Jeff, Jeff Daniels does have some great lines, but there was a few that like just really stuck out that were just the Jim Carrey stuff. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is my favorite one that I like, I still quote all the time whenever I'm out at like a restaurant and I see, um, the soup du jour yeah. and he, uh, he asks <laughs> the, Lloyd asks the waitress, Lloyd as in Jim Carrey's character, yeah. as the waitress, uh, what's the soup du jour? And she responds, it's the soup of the day. And he goes, mm, that sounds good. I'll have that. <laughs> and I, st- I, still will qu- <laughs> I will still quote that every single time I'm at a restaurant and I see soup du jour on a, on a menu. Oh, it's so good. Oh, man. I, I still it- love the opening scene of that movie where oh, he's driving... What um, Ma- Mary Swanson. Ma- Mary Swanson. Mary yeah. Swanson. Where he's driving to the airport, but then he sees the woman. He stops the car. And he goes, <laughs> oh, nice accent. Where are you from? She goes Austria. And, oh no, he said what? He said what's that accent? New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, um. So I still love Dumb and Dumber. I think oh, Dumb yeah. and Dumber is probably, um, my probably my favorite. Although one um. I saw more recently that I, I had, for whatever reason, I missed it or it just wasn't, I didn't know anyone who, who had seen it or, um, it just, 
it was something that I had heard for a while from people that it was a very underrated movie and should be looked at. Mm-hmm. The Cable Guy. Yes. So I saw The Cable just a couple months ago, and that's a real dark comedy, almost horror in some ways. Yeah, it's, definitely. Yeah, there's absolutely some like disturbing kind of things going on in that movie but it's also so funny like he plays like such a bizarre like broken human being yeah but it's amazing so good it's that i i loved that i thought the cable guy was fantastic and i think and i agree 100 percent that it's super underrated and oh, just totally. my favorite, the scene at Medieval Times might be my favorite thing. Yes, a hundred percent. It's so good. A Andy Dick being the the I think the, he was the king of of Medieval Times. Yeah. But then the the uh, they had like the whole battle. I mean, it's so good. Yeah. Oh, and of course Janine Garofalo when he asks for um, he's like, "Could I have a, like a knife and a fork?" He's like, "There was." There's no knives and forks at medieval times because there were no knives and forks during medieval times. And he goes, there was no knives and forks, but there was Pepsi. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, Uh, yes, that movie is great. That's one that I think people should just go watch because it's like you could explain it as much as as you want, but it's just one that you really just have to see. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was 96. You have Dumb and Dumber's 94. And then around that time, you also... So, okay, this string of movies is crazy when you really think about it. Because I think 94, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe (laughs) it is Ace Ventura, the first one. Yep. um, Dumb and Dumber, Mm -hmm. and The Mask, all in 1994. That's insane. It's crazy. 1994, like, you can't... I mean, after that, like, you... There's no way you can top that. Because that's insane to have three. I mean, were they all hits or did they just after? That I don't know. I, like, I wonder what was the biggest. I guess Dumb and Dumber was probably the biggest of all three of them. But Ace Ventura was pretty probably. big. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking, yeah, maybe Dumb and Dumber being the biggest. But yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. And it's, yeah, that is, it is crazy. Because like three big ones. And then in 95, he had Batman Forever. He had... The nature sequel calls. to Ace, yeah, Ace Return yeah. when Nature Calls. Um, then you had, like you said, Cable Guy after that, Liar Liar, liar in li- that was 97. 97, okay. And then 98, yeah. you had The Truman Show, 99 was Man on the Moon. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I and mean, then you, you can't, then you that. start getting into more of the weirder. I don't know if you can call it weirder. Uh, me, myself, and Irene in 2000. I love, I love me, myself, and Irene. It it definitely has its moments. Like uh, I, I think it's really funny. Absolutely great. Yeah, I um, I like that one. I was gonna mention that as another one that I really enjoyed. Like he had so many good movies. Yeah. Like I would like. So I love Ace. I like Ace Ventura. I I just say I love Ace Ventura, but it's also one of those that it it is like more adolescent in a yeah. lot of ways. Like it's just more. It's still great, but it's definitely like for children it's like it's mm-hmm. more of a childish kind of movie i don't know how to explain that but dumb and dumber like the jokes just hold up better yeah uh, i agree the mask i have to rewatch because the mask i don't remember liking all that much the mask i remember being fun um yeah. it was like a wild thing i think i from what i i hear it's based on a comic book of the same name mm-hmm. 
And in the comic book, it's it's like very violent. Like yeah. he'll kind of do like the same things that he does, like in like that kind of cartoony way, but it'll result in like bloody bad guys right. um, instead of like a, a cartoonish kind of thing. There was always one thing in that movie that like bothered me, mm-hmm. and um, well, first off, a um, oh my god, why am I drawing a blank on her name? Cameron Diaz. The, Cameron Diaz looks. Incredible in this yeah. movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She's looks holy amazing. hell. Yeah. But it's the way he get he when he kisses her, mm-hmm. because he goes from being like very like kind of cartoonish. Like he's it's it's his ability to like make those faces is just a gift in itself. Mm-hmm. So he goes from like that kind of cartoonish weird morphing face to the face that you make when you actually are about to kiss somebody mm-hmm. as opposed to like, so I feel like it didn't fit the part. I feel like if he was mm-hmm. going to try to kiss her, he should have still had this animated, like big mouth kind of like stu- stupid, goofy smile as, as opposed to like somebody who's about to like be intimate with a partner or something like that. Yeah. That's all. It's for... always bothered me for some reason. That's all for movies, though. That's that's all just for yeah for the show. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I yeah, that's one maybe I need to rewatch because I I just never I never got it or just. But think about that year though. How did he have time to shoot all those movies? That's crazy. I have like no how, clue. he that, was that all of a sudden so sought after. Like that's just mm-hmm. that's just insane. I can't think of anyone else who has that now. There's nobody. Mm-hmm. No, definitely not. I mean, if, if we think of. if we think back to, I mean, Mel Brooks put out two movies in one year, but that that's two movies. Yeah, but even just um, but using the same actor in right. the leading role for three movies, three exactly like that's and all comedic too. Right, like, like that's think about a lot that. of energy. That's a lot of you're looking at three comedies a year now. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's it, just crazy oh my god it's so good um and it was weird is like his beginning stuff all had these like very catchphrasey characters very catch i mean he still has yeah um all righty then yeah like all righty then uh somebody stop me with the mask or like smoking yeah um what's the other guy what was for for lloyd though um um, I guess he didn't oh, really yeah, have one. I, I guess not really. Um, but yeah, those two though for sure had had catchphrases. But he always um, had a thing. Like he always brings, for better or for worse, he always brings the Jim Carrey isms into each character. Mm-hmm. So like, there's always something that. So like, there's a lot of when I watch his movies, a lot of times like, oh, this is a Jim Carrey vehicle. Like it's made just for him. No one else. They, sure. There was no one else considered for this. There mm-hmm. couldn't have been because how? Like it would be a totally different movie. I mean, think about Liar Liar. Like who else could do? Who else could do that? Yeah, you know that whole the whole thing where he's um, fighting himself because he he can't lie and and like yeah. the whole thing in the in the bathroom and right. It's like, uh, what are you doing? I'm kicking my ass. Do yeah. you mind? And same in me, myself, and Irene with the split personality. Yeah. 
like that is only Jim Carrey. Um, Absolutely. But Liar Liar, I think is a great one too. Like I think that one's pretty underrated in his whole um in his whole catalog. Like that's yeah. a great one. I and, love that movie. And I feel like that one's more I don't want to say family friendly. They used to they used they used to run like an edited version on TV that was very like family friendly. Like they were able sure. to cut out certain jokes, which was yeah. bothersome, but like they were able to get away with it. Like there's <laughs> there's certain things though. Um that maybe you have to be an adult to get. Right. Um like the I've had better. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I I just I just love Carrie Elvis with the claw. Oh, it's gonna get ya. <laughs> There's one thing that, and that's it, Jim Carrey too. The claw. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. There's one thing from that movie that took me so long to understand, and mm-hmm. it's not even like, it's not dirty necessarily, but it's just mm-hmm. like it was just so fast that I, I didn't get it. It was when he's so he's in the the courthouse realizing he can't lie or whatever. And it's right before he goes to into the bathroom to beat himself up. And he, I have the quote here exactly between him and the judge. So he says, Your Honor, would the court be willing to grant me a short bathroom break? The judge says, Can it wait? And he goes, Yes, it can. But I've heard that if you hold it, you could damage your prostate gland, making it very difficult to get an erection or even become aroused. The judge goes, Is that true? And he responds, It has to be. And it <laughs> never, like, clicked in my head as to why he said it has to be. Yeah. Only because it's like, oh, obviously he can't tell a lie. Yeah. <laughs> it took, I don't know why it took me so long to get that small joke, but it's That's so a great good. One. Yeah. But yeah, you, uh, you're kind of like spot on as to like some of these roles are just made for him. They're and like at, he brings yeah. so much of himself into that role. There's and two things. That, yeah. Oh, absolutely! All a lot of his characters are like abs are crazy fun. There was two things in Dumb and Dumber that uh, I was thinking of when you mentioned that. There's uh, two quotes that I believe were I think ad libbed by him. Mm-hmm. I think he came up with the. Um, Do you want to hear the most annoying noise in the world? Part uh, when they picked up. Uh, I guess he was the the guy that the hit band or whatever that was. They were trying to get the briefcase back from them. Uh, and so then he just started screaming this just like annoying, like siren type moan or whatever. And then the second part that I believe was ad-libbed was in, he was in the bar when he was supposed to meet up with Mary Swanson, but Mm -hmm. it was like, he was told like 10 and he went at 10 AM to a bar and he's about to leave. And there's on the wall. It was, I guess it was actually like part of the bar. It was a, a, magazine cut out of when the for the moon landing and so he sees it and he goes no way that's great and then he barges <laughs> through the door he's like we landed on the moon yeah. and apparently according to like certain th- like videos that i've seen like that was <laughs> made up on the spot yeah oh yeah i could totally see that that can't something like that can't be written yeah um, <laughs> so good. yeah so in the 90s, I mean, yeah, he had a string of hits that, that were, mm-hmm. I mean, comedies and then things that were more dramatic towards the end, like The Truman Show, and then uh, Man on the Moon, which is a great movie, but also, uh, it's funny because that one's about a comedian, Yeah, but it's not, but it's a more dramatic role, and I think he does a great job, mm-hmm. um, although have you seen the documentary about the making of that movie? Yes. 
and where he was like really method and it was it got really really strange yeah so i remember the, there was a few things that stuck out in that documentary one was the uh the incidents with jerry lawler Mm-hmm. Who was the the wrestler who I guess was actually friends with Andy Kaufman and he was he I guess he as in Jim Carrey I guess took it to that they were actually antagonistic yeah towards each other even though that wasn't really the case I guess in real life they were good friends mm-hmm. um, so I think that was one thing that stuck out that that Jim Carrey was very uh, aggressive maybe towards him. Yeah. And the other thing that I'm curious, and I wonder, I wonder if that maybe was part of like maybe what started Jim Carrey into becoming this extra weird guy. Yeah, that I mean that might have that might have been because because he was so strange and so method. I don't think he had been he had no reason to be method on anything else before that. Mm-hmm. Um, that didn't I guess because he was such a fan. And he yeah. thought that he could embody. I mean, I don't know. I, I have a. I think method acting a lot of times is kind of ridiculous. I think certain, you know, if it's your thing and like you're really like Daniel Day Lewis, then like yeah. I, you know, whatever, you get a pass. But like he's saying, <laughs> like, oh, he's like embodying him, like all these like weird things. It's like no, like you're just you're playing him in a movie and you're doing a really good job. Right. Um. That's that's it. But. Um, yeah, I mean, so that's 99. Me, myself, and Irene's also that year. I don't know which came out. Oh, no, it's that the year after. 2000, yeah. Right. And that this, was a f- in the same year as me, myself, and Irene, he did uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Oh, I never saw that one, actually. I did. It, it was good. Yeah, I just thought it was like, creepy to me because I love the cartoon. For what it was, yeah. I like the cartoon, so I never wanted, I don't know. Well, yeah, I, I mean, nothing, much of a nothing can top, what was it, Vincent Price? Is that the, the original? Yeah, I think so. Um, I don't know. But yeah, nothing can top the, ori- like the original cartoon, um, yeah. obviously. But yeah, yeah, for what it was, it was an iconic bad. look. Yeah, I just didn't like the look of like the, re- mm-hmm. I don't know, something about real people playing in the makeup is just creepy. Yeah. Then there was also like that Cat in the Hat movie with Mike Myers. It just creeped, like that stuff just creeped me out. Oh, yeah, that was weird. I don't think I ever saw that movie, but uh, it that was real, weird. real creepy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but um, anyway, so me, myself, and Irene was also Farrelly Brothers, correct? That was who also did Dumb and Dumber. I it was the same think guys. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so I, both, you know, I think they're, they had a good track record with Jim Carrey. I think they, they totally. did two, I mean, Dub and Dubber being the number one, but I, I still think Me, Myself, and Irene's a great one, too. Mm-hmm. After that, though, I mean, what do you, you've, when did Bruce Almighty come out? That was in 2003. Before that, was it some movie called The Majestic? I, I never I saw don't The Majestic. I never saw The Majestic. Bruce Almighty, I don't really. It's okay. It's okay, but it's not. That's but like that's the same as I like with the movie because I had mentioned this to you the other day. The movie Yes Man, I put in the same Mm -hmm. category as Bruce Almighty. Like they're just okay. They're not. They like have they have like glimpses of Jim Carrey, but not the full thing. They, They have moments. Like there's a moment. In Yes Man, I know I'm jumping around here, but there's a moment in Yes Man where he, where it's a very Jim Carrey moment where he puts a bunch of, he wraps himself in a bunch of scotch tape 
Do you remember this? I um, don't. It's a very like quick scene, exactly. but like maybe the, he's like talk. So he's waving to his like yes, man's really stupid, but he's waving to his boss, who's Reese Reese Darby, the guy who was in Flight of the Concords, guy from New Zealand, who I yes. love. I love him. He's oh great. yeah, he I he was my favorite uh, person in that movie. Oh yeah, he's the best. But he's the only thing that he's the only guy that makes it worth anything. <laughs> yeah, but. They're like doing this weird thing and it makes no sense where they're like waving to each other and then like hiding and like doing weird things. And at the end of it, he like just tapes, he wraps himself in scotch tape and then like, yes, says hi. Like, it gives like a wave. I do and it's remember. It's really that. strange, but that's like a moment where I'm like, okay, this was only an only Jim Carrey kind of thing to do. Yeah, it was but, a very Jim Carrey esque kind of. Yeah, but a lot of it thing. wasn't. Yeah, a lot of it wasn't though. A lot of it could have been, could have been someone else. Could have casted yeah. someone else. Um, yeah, there, there was like, yeah, there was like that move uh, scene. I think, and maybe same with Bruce even, Almighty. Bruce Almighty. I guess you could say there was that one scene with the Red Bulls. Uh, yeah, that okay. Maybe you could say something like that. That, that was but, yes. That was a that was a Jim Carrey thing. But also you. But again, though, you could have had any like Red Bull. I mean, you could have had anyone say, like, I'm hopped up on Red Bull. Like, that's yeah. Such a, that's such a that's, lame. That's true. Like, I don't know. Being, that's such, like, a PG joke. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, As, I had yeah, too much Red Bull. That we, especially we now. Crazy. Like, you know, it's, yeah. it's, maybe it would have been funnier, like, 20 years ago, but. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, again, it's, it's of a, of a time, right? So, mm-hmm. um. And then before that, yeah, so Bruce Almighty was a few years before Yes Man. So I don't, mm-hmm. I think of them in the same category where they're like, okay, well, I'll, I'll like watch them if they're on TV, but like yeah. they're not I, great. I feel like also adding into like that same kind of movie would be Fun with Dick and Jane. I didn't which see that was one, yeah. 2005. It's, imagine like kind of like the same type of comedy, um, but... Um, I think it was a, a situation like with like an Enron type company mm-hmm. and oh, okay. he like the last minute, he's just like some schmo working at the company and the last minute they, um, what is it? They promote him to like the spokesperson of the company right as they're going under. And so he gets all the flack of it. And so like, as a result, because they, they're losing they lose all their possessions. They lose everything. So they just basically become him and his wife start stealing things. So right. fun with Dick and Jane. They it's, it's them. But like so that movie also kind of has ensues. that like yeah, it has that PG kind of humor to it. Maybe PG thirteen if 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 you will. But like yeah, though I th- feel like I would lump those movies together. Yeah. So like there was there's definitely like a slight drop off. Mm-hmm. Where, um, yeah, and I'm trying to think if there's anything in in Bruce Almighty that there are like some Jim Carrey moments that where he's just being where he's God and he's just being over the top. Yeah, um, like when he when he like, I mean, I could I'm just trying to think of scenes off the top of my head. Like, there's the one where he's like parting the Red Sea and it's his like tomato soup, and, mm-hmm. and it. That just seemed like a very Jim Carrey thing to do, and there's just like little moments like that. But overall, 
there's really not much there. I I don't I don't know. Yeah, it's, the it's only weird... other scene I could think of that is like a kind of well, two others. Jim Car- the Jim Carrey scene I could think of is when and it might even be the same scene towards the end. Um I think him and Jennifer Aniston are in their bedroom and they're about to get things on or whatever. And he like he stands there and like shoots his arms down and his clothes just fall off. Yeah. Uh, and then I think when he first, I think is uh, you know what it is is I think it's right after he does the the bowl of soup part part parting, and then like that's when he realizes, oh my god, I have these powers, and I think they use the song "I've Got the Power" or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, like and he's like thing. dancing in the street kind of thing. Like, yeah, that was that, like the so I yeah. remember that. You know what's funny? I actually remember that promo. That was like the trailer. Because mm. like you hadn't seen, or maybe you just hadn't seen Jim Carrey in a comedy for a while. And it, it might have been like during the Super Bowl or something it ran. And mm. I remember seeing it, especially when it came out. We were teens. So like that was yeah. exciting. We were like, oh my God. And it was like hilarious. We're like, Jim Carrey. Like, and I went, to, I went to go see it in the theater. And I, rem- <laughs> I remember even then being like, this was funny. But like, I remember being like underwhelmed by it. Like, yeah. I thought it was going to be, like, I was expecting something like Ace Ventura, mm-hmm. Dumb and Dumber, Liar, Liar. Like, that's what I was expecting. And that's when I rem- I because I can remember, like, seeing that and being like, huh, okay. So I think that's when things started to really shift, where he wasn't the same. Like, he never got back to that, the level that he was at in the 90s. Right. I, there's not, there's no example. Like, his... In terms of his last best comedic performance, probably me, myself, and Irene. Um, yeah, I. In terms of like top notch, in terms of like I, Jim Carrey level, right? I would agree with that because after after Bruce Almighty, we had Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Then, but it's not. It's that's not no, comedic though. Not comedic. I'm just going through the movies wise, but then there's Lemony Snicket's series of unfortunate events. Right. Which not great. Not yeah. Uh Fun with Dick and Jane. We had Horton Hears a Who, which was actually I liked that movie. Um I don't I wouldn't call it like comedy gold, but it was pleasant enough of a movie right, to watch. But that's not that's not really a uh that's not like I wouldn't count that in the same category though. Right. Because animated, yeah, different, mm-hmm. different. Animal. Yeah. Then you had Yes Man, I Love You, Philip Morris, which I haven't seen that. Um, right. A Christmas Carol. Okay. Mr. Popper's Penguins. Which I didn't hear a, a single thing about. So I don't... <laughs> uh, the Incredible Burt Wonderstone. Right, but which, he wasn't even the lead in that. Right. He was, wasn't it uh, Steve Carell? Yeah. And he, I guess he was the, the Roy to his Siegfried. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. Kick-Ass 2, which I think he was, he was fun in that one. Um, Never saw that. I saw the first one. So the first Kick-Ass. Then you had Dumb and Dumber 2. Oof. Which I didn't see Awful. that, but I heard Awful. nothing good. It was a real, real, real mistake. <laughs> Uh, why, followed, why make not necessary to make a sequel? It's it's one of those things where I forgot about it to be honest until you mentioned it. I yeah. forgot it even exi- I, I wanted to forget. Right. I mean, it's one of those things where it's taken so long 
to make that there's no way it could have been good. No. Like no, it was look it at... was trying to be fan service or something, mm-hmm. and oh, just god awful. Yeah, like take a look at Ace Ventura. It was a year b- between those two movies. Yeah, and look, I still like the first one better. Same, uh, but the, the second, second one is it's still funny. very good. Has it has funny moments. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but that was only you're right. That was only one year later. Yeah, they waited what twenty years? No, thirty years. Right? No. No, twenty years. I can't. I can't years. do. I can't do the maths. Yeah, but twenty years. Um, mm. Yeah, there's no way it could have been good. Yeah. Um, and then they had dark crimes, which I, I don't know. I don't know what that is. I never heard of that. For some reason, on this list, a, a TV show, Kidding, came up. But I, yeah, he, I was yeah, just he trying was to look at that. movies. For some reason, that came up. Um, and then Sonic the Hedgehog. That was the last thing he. I th- he did. Yeah, I believe that was the last thing he, thing he did, and I guess the next thing coming up is going to be the sequel to Sonic the Hedgehog. So um, he's like, I mean, in the yeah. last few years, he's really ramped it down in, that, in the acting side. Like mm-hmm. he's not like I'm telling you. I think he just sits home and paints. <laughs> like he, which is like if that's what he wants to do, fine. I mean, that's what George Bush does. Yeah, you know, like it, it's totally fine. It's just it's weird. Like I, he's just not the same. When I see him on things and when he, like, he's all, like, he's just weird. Like, he's all political now. It's, like, it's strange. He definitely it's just, like, strange to very see. Very bizarre. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't like this new Jim Carrey. Well, so I was, the other thing I was looking up is I found a list on Rotten Tomatoes. It doesn't seem to have all the movies, but it has a mm-hmm. decent amount of the movies. And it just goes by in order of the uh the ratings from mm. worst to best so and the worst seems to be that movie dark crimes with zero percent on is this from is this from the critics or is this from the users mm, that's a good question let's see um it is probably uh critics. probably the crit so it has the tomato meter and then the audience score yeah, tomato meter is the critics. And okay, the so then that is, yeah. audience score is thirty percent. The critics score would be a zero. So yeah, well, see, so the this thing is, the critics are always going to be har- the critics are always going to be harsh on him. Like the critics probably hated his movies in the nineties. I would I would assume, but I'm probably. curious. Uh, so crit- so yeah, so noting that this is the critics. Mm-hmm. Then there's a movie Once Bitten. I I don't know what this is. This is from 1985. Um, okay, so, so wow, he was before really young. He was before like good Jim Carrey stuff. Well, he was like 20 years old. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Right. He had to have been. Some, yeah, it really must have young. been. Um. Then Fun with Dick and Jane at 28. percent Somehow mm-hmm. that got a, a Dumb and Dumber Two got a better score than that at 30. percent Then still kick, not great. Yeah, not great. Kick-Ass 2 at 32%. Wow. Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls, at 25%. Yeah. See, I told you there. Yeah. I don't know how this is. Uh, maybe this is factoring both of the scores, because at the Ace Ventura with a 25 is higher on the list than Kick-Ass at 32%. So this must be factoring in both scores. Um, or the next one, it, it, or or what? it could be. Or just um, as a weird fucking list. Um, or maybe the amount of people who reviewed it. Who knows? Maybe. But. 
Uh, the next one is The Incredible Burt Wonderstone at a 38%. Mm-hmm. Batman Forever at 39%. Okay. The Majestic at 42 Yes uh-huh. Man at 46 Ace Ventura Pet Detective at 49 See, that's dumb. It yeah, should be is way dumb. higher than well, that. Well, that's it. So I wonder, because that's going to be something I feel like the audience is going to like much better. Audience, I'm going to say, is in like the 70s. Oh, the audience is 57. Really? That's, that's weird. That is weird. I feel like maybe it must be our age group then, because everyone I've maybe. talked to are, like, loves that movie. Yeah, it's got to be like a millennial thing. Yeah. Um, me, myself, and Irene at 47%. Mr. Garbage. Popper's Penguins also at 47%. Really? I mean, that's ridiculous, <laughs> putting those on the same. I haven't even seen Mr. Popper's Penguins, and I know me, myself, and Irene is much better than that movie. That's... Yeah, that's, right. that's, that's so a bizarre stupid. one. See, this is why I hate critics. <laughs> They're so uh, wrong. Bruce about Almighty comedy. at 48%. Then you had Dr. <sighs> Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas at 49%. All right, here we're, we're starting to uh, enter into the above 50%. Disney's A Christmas Carol at 52%. Sure. The Cable Guy at 54%. Ridiculous. <laughs> we should be way higher than that. I wonder what's the audience score audience score that? has to be better. Although it's it's a contentious oh, movie. This is interesting. The audience score is less. Mm-hmm. The critic score is fifty four. The audience score is fifty one. You know what? Actually, that makes sense because I feel like it's more it's more of a cult movie. Than yeah, I can see else. that. Yeah. Um. um still wrong. Still, still wrong, wrong. Yeah. Wrong score. Man on the Moon with a sixty three percent yeah sonic the hedgehog at 63 percent all right some movie titled earth girls are easy from 1989 with a 68 percent but he wasn't the star though he i he cannot imagine he was the star so like it does seem silly that some of those are going to be on it oh man but this also got a a 42 percent from the audience 68 percent from the critics hmm Interesting. Oh, uh, in, uh, so, wow. Jeff Goldblum and Gina Davis are in this movie. And Damon, Damon Wayans. Huh. Oh. Yeah. Weird. Maybe that's what led to In Living Color. Maybe, yeah. Um, now we got Dumb and Dumber at a 68. I love really? you. Fil- yeah, I wonder. That, that actually I mean, surprises me. That's got to be a, an issue with, yeah. Okay, so this is an issue with the critic score, because that's the 68 critic score. Audience score is an 84. Yeah. I mean, that's, I, that's still the number one for me. But 68 for a Jim Carrey movie, that's good. That, to me, is good. Yeah. For a Jim Carrey comedy. That's... I mean, it, it's, it goes up, um, well, perhaps. Oh, wow, yeah. So I Love You, Philip Morris at 71%. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lemony Snicket's The Series of Unfortunate Events at 72%. That's stupid. That is stupid. The Mask at 77%. Really? Yeah. Maybe which I need to rewatch The Mask. Surprising. And what's the audience score there? Audience score is 68%. Huh. Um, yeah, I have to rewatch that one. Yeah, that's, that's weird. Um, Dr. Seuss's uh, Horton Hears a Who at 79%. Mm-hmm. Liar, liar at eighty two percent. That really that I feel like makes sense. Like that was and a what's the audience great score? Movie. I I, I want to uh, guess the audience score is oh. lower. Yeah, you're right. It's seventy five percent audience score. Still, still good though. That's mm-hmm. pretty. That's 
that's probably in terms of like that's probably the most agreed upon movie of the whole list that like both agree is pretty good yeah perhaps yes uh and then the next two the last two eternal sunshine of the spotless mind at 93 percent yeah, not surprised and by that. And I'm curious what... Oh, that... Ooh, this one might have be the winner for the scores. Uh, critics have it 93. Audience score has it 94. Wait, what could it be? Um, yeah, I'll let, you, I'll let you try to figure out what the, the number one is. Not Eternal Sunshine. Oh, The Truman Show. Yep. Yeah. So that one... Yeah, The Truman Show is great. Truman Show comes in at a 95% critic score. Yeah. But it has a bigger margin than uh of er- margin of error than Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind w- between the critics and the audience. For the for Truman Show we have 95% and the audience says 89% while Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind only has a 1% difference. Really? Yeah. 92% from from viewers? Uh What'd you, what'd you say for that one? Ni- 93% for the critics, 94% for the viewers. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's, that's exceptional. But that's a, it's a great movie, though. Yeah. It's a legitimate I, great movie. I enjoyed it very much. Yeah. So, but those, it's funny because the critics like the more dramatic roles that he does. They like the Truman Show. They like that. That makes sense. But, I, but it's interesting. Liar, Liar, I think, is the best reviewed all around and i think that's pretty fair actually that it's mm-hmm. the best reviewed all around i still think i mean my favorite still dumb and dumber but i think liar liar though i understand why um why the audience and critic scores would be so close-knit like that mm-hmm. but but look at i mean everything else like the ones we mentioned they're lower on the list like the ones, the ones we mentioned from the two thousands, like they're lower yeah. on the list for audience and critics. I would assume, like oh Bruce yeah, Almighty I mean, and, yeah, those ones and are yes very man low. don't don't have that much going yeah, for them. Those ones are very low on the list. By the time Yes Man came out, I kind of knew that this was not going to. You kind of knew at that <laughs> point it wasn't going to be a Jim Carrey movie like of the past. It was going to be a different. It was going to be a more subdued Jim Carrey, right? Um. Also, his love interest is Zoe Deschanel, and yeah, that doesn't make sense to me, right? It is. Don't you feel like I felt like actually he was too old for that part? Definitely, I feel like rewatching Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. I think he was pushing, he was kind of pushing it with the age difference. So I feel like he was definitely pushing it with Yes Man. Yeah. Oh, Oh, more so. I mean, he's hundred percent. Yeah, he's twenty years. He's got to be like twenty years older than Zoe Deschanel, at least. Yeah. Um. So you have that, but also, but even like the friends he's hanging out with are much younger. Like he's hanging yeah. out with Bradley Cooper, which like is really funny because Bradley Cooper would would never would never be caught dead in being the friend in a movie now. Yeah, that's but, actually funny. But, yeah, but um. <laughs> And like Danny Masterson, who's much younger, like they're mm-hmm. like much younger guys, and yeah, he's hanging out weird. with them. So like, I don't, I'm, I don't know why they did it that way. Hmm. Like they could have made, they could have gave, given him like not that you can't have friends of different ages, but it was like, it was like very specific that he didn't have a single friend that was close in age to him. Like that, it was all yeah. younger. Like it. At least, see, I think if you're going to do it like that, like there's stuff where they, 
you have like a group like your friends from work or whatever and it's like a mixed it's a mixed bag it's all yeah. different people that totally makes sense or totally. just have different friend but like just the randomness of him having all these young friends and just hanging around young people like mm-hmm. it's it was weird I don't yeah know, that 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 was a real misfire i think that movie I like the message of like saying yes to life. Like that's yeah. cool. That's that's a nice uplifting kind of thing. But definitely, um, and having um, what is it? Malcolm what was. Oh my god! No, it's so funny. You get Ter- Ter- uh, Terrence Ter- Stamp. Terrence but Stamp. People, oh my god! But people, no, but you're not the first person who gets him mixed up with Malcolm McDowell. Yeah, because a lot I, of people I, that, do. I do that all the time. Yeah, no, Terrence Stamp, who's great. I oh yeah, him. totally. Uh, um, he's a great actor, but um, he does. They do have a similar look to them, though, right? Um, <laughs> uh, but Terrence Stamp is like more like actually they're both kind of intense. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, but uh, anyway, overall, um, I I do think that '90s Jim Carrey was the pin- we saw the pinnacle. Yeah, and then I think that, I don't know now. Um, and this is what brings it back to um. Joe Biden on SNL, um, I just, it bothers me because they actually did, they used to have, you know, back when he was vice president, they used to have Jason Sudeikis do Joe Biden. Mm. And I don't know if you ever saw that. Nope. But Jason Sudeikis was really funny as Joe Biden. He was like a good, he was, he was funny, but like he, he's not trying to do an impression necessarily. Mm Mm-hmm. Sometimes I think that's better. Sometimes it works better when they're not trying to do a spot-on impression. That, like, he's making a caricature out of it, or, like, making him into a character. Right. I find a lot of times now they just say lines. Like, I was always pissed with Alec Baldwin's Trump because, to me, he was just saying lines that Trump said. I'm like, that's, right. not, that's not doing... That's just... What are you doing? They needed that's to be not, more, like... Um, oh, my God, I'm honestly drawing a blank on his name. Who did Clinton... During well, all those years? two people, um, Daryl Hammond and um, right. Phil Hartman before. Well, him. yeah, of course. Um, and then you also had Dana Carvey who did uh, Bush. Bush. Um, yeah, and then George W. Bush as Will Ferrell doing George W. Bush was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, like, I think it's like you're saying, it's different when you have a cast member doing it as opposed to yeah. a a random celebrity who's not a cast member member, and b somebody who. Based on what you're, how you're describing it, made it like, like, like we're saying, Carrie takes a role takes a and makes it a Jim Carrey role. It's Jim, yeah, it's, it's Jim Carrey in a Joe Biden yeah. wig or what, like, it, like, I see, like, it's Ace Ventura, Joe Biden. Yeah, like, yeah, that's exactly. That's what it is to me. It, it's, it's a very strange, and he puts on the sunglasses every time, makes a weird face, like, okay, we get it, but <laughs> um, it just seems like a real, like, ratings grab, and right. I don't know, it's, it's weird, so I don't, that's, like, where this all has come, that's where we are with Jim Carrey right now, is we are, we are with him as, and now, how long, how long is he going to do, like, I wouldn't be surprised if Jim Carrey is, like, I just want to do this for the next four years, because... Mm. What else am I? Because he's not doing any, especially now. But even before that, like he's painting, right? Like he's the kind of weird that would just be like, "I'm gonna do this now." That is true. I yeah, I don't know. I don't like it. I there's a part of me that would love to see him go back into these older type roles, but 
but I don't yeah. know. I'm sure, like no, he probably still has like the energy to to do a silly role like that. But I don't know if it would. I don't play, know. play as well. You know. Yeah, I think is that maybe... type of comedy just not in? Not in I vogue. I think that. I think that there's a, there's a lot of issues. Yeah, I think it's it's the time. Mm-hmm. I think there's like it's we're in a different time, and he's older. So, yeah, I don't know if it would play as much. I think I think that's ha- that's just happens, you know. Yeah. Um, it's hard to have that long. I mean, who can have that longevity in comedy? I mean, Sandler does it, but he does his own thing. He has his own company and just right. does his own movies. Um, and I've watched a couple of them, a couple of his ones, but that's a whole nother discussion. Yeah. Um, but of, I mean like of his Netflix. Sure. 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 Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I just don't know. I don't know if he's, yeah. we're going to, I don't know if we're ever going to see the old Jim Carrey. Right. Again. I mean, maybe, maybe that's okay. It might be maybe, okay. Maybe, maybe we need to see more like eternal sunshine, uh, of the spotless mind, Jim Carrey roles. Well, that would I want to cool. see him. Yeah. I mean, I'd be fine with seeing him do something dramatic. That's good. Mm-hmm. Um, if he's good in it, I think. Like again, the comedy is going to be really tough, but I just think he's in a weird place right now. Like, yeah, I don't, this we're we're in a weird Jim Carrey phase. So I hope he kind of snaps out of that and does just something that is, yeah. I mean, even dramatic, I guess, would be cool. Because we're not going to see that old comedy. Again. No, definitely not. But no. do you think he could pull off? Like, I don't. To my knowledge, I don't think he's ever been in one of these type of movies. Do you think he could pull off like a Bill Murray type role? In the way that like Bill Murray's been in a lot of like the Wes Anderson movies, like do I don't you think, think he's as... Carrie could pull off like one of those smaller bit just ensemble type movies in that sense? No, because I don't think he's as beloved. Mm. I don't think he's as beloved. Bill Murray is like universally loved. Like you don't meet right. anyone who doesn't like Bill Murray. Sure. Jim Carrey is very divisive. Like yeah. Bill Murray spans generations. Like think about it. Like. My parents love Bill Murray. Right. We love Bill Murray. Of course. If kids don't like kids now, if they don't like Bill Murray, then they're crazy, but they should like Bill Murray. Yeah. Like, so he That's just. That's true. He's so beloved that I don't think. I don't think Carrie's in that same. He's, he's too divisive. Yeah. Cause I, I, our parent, I don't know about your parent, like my parents, like they never got Jim Carrey. Like they were not like they like some of the dramatic stuff, I guess. Sure, but um, I would like they know. wouldn't watch Dumb and Dumber or any of that. Yeah, no, I I couldn't. I would never yeah. imagine my parents watching Dumb and Dumber or Ace Ventura. Or... Yeah, like they just. But I don't think. But I always remember, like as a kid, like adults were didn't like him. Yeah, that's adults fair. That's a good like point. Carry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think he's very much for our generation. Yeah, and now like people like me and some others are just kind of like I've heard other people talk about this too. They're kind of like, "What? What happened? What's going on? Like, what are you doing?" We've we've entered our curmudgeony uh, phase where now we just start going, "What happened to that actor? I always liked him in the thing." Yeah, but it's like, what what's going on? Yeah, yeah, it's it's very weird. So hopefully he snaps out of it. Or yeah, even something dramatic would be cool. We'll yeah, see. That'd be nice. So Cause... you would rate uh, Dumb and Dumber as your number one. Number one comedy mm-hmm. of his, um, because th- that's the ones I would, you know what, just I would say number one overall because that's the one I would watch the most. Yeah, yeah, 
Because I okay. love Eternal Sunshine. Yeah. And I like the Truman Show, but like in terms of like I'll always Dumb and Dumber will always have a special mm-hmm. place. Yeah. How about I, you? I would go with uh, Dumb and Dumber number one. Maybe Liar mm-hmm. Liar number two. In terms of comedy, um, um, yeah. In terms, of, I th- I would think maybe overall. or just overall, yeah. yeah. I mean, I I might agree with you there. I really enjoyed the Cable Guy. I have to rewatch Liar Liar again, but like the Cable Guy is up there now. But I might yeah. be with you there though. Is Liar Liar for number two? I think we're Excellent. pretty much in agreement. Yeah. Um, but the other ones are right. Like again, me myself and Irene is in the mix with, of course, like Ace Ventura. Like they're all there. But yeah. yeah. I would go with the number one and two. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, yeah. For sure. I want to know. I want to know what you listeners. What what's your favorite Jim yeah. Carrey movie? Or are you like yeah, our ma- parents who don't like him? <laughs> yeah, I'm actually curious to know what people like. What they think their what their number one is. I'm curious if we have a lot of like minded people or if someone throws yeah. us a curveball. Yeah, maybe they love Bruce Almighty. Maybe everybody and... loves Mr. Popper's Penguins. Yeah, yeah. Tell us if someone, yeah, if someone has seen that, tell us about that one because I don't know anyone who's seen that. <laughs> please, please do. That's what I'm asking. Excellent. <laughs> awesome. If you liked this episode of the Poncho Section, please consider leaving us a review on your podcast player. Follow us on the social medias Facebooks, Twitters, Instagrams. Type the Poncho Section and look for Headley the Duck. Do you want to support the Poncho Section and show that support? Well, get yourself some Poncho Section merch. We got t-shirts, tank tops, sweatshirts, hoodies, phone cases, art prints, stickers, and mugs. Just go to thepontrosection.com, scroll down to the bottom, and click merch. And finally, if you want to be featured on an episode of the Poncho Section, send a voice memo to ponchosection at gmail.com, and we'll play it in an upcoming episode. Alrighty. Thank you all for listening. Peace.